This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified, who's joining us this morning via Skype. Hello, Allison. Hi, how you doing, Liz? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We're going to talk today about fuel economy tips between your vehicle repair questions. And I just wanted to uh, say thank you to Allison. Allison, you came uh, to the Jackson Convention Center last Saturday and uh, volunteered part of MPB's Summer Learning Fun Day. Thank you very much for doing that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, and I actually met a few people who listened to the show, and they were they were pretty excited to meet me in person, and um, and then get to talk to a few parents about car stuff, which was was actually neat. Now I, I tried to get the kids involved a little bit um, with some car stuff, but uh, a couple of them were kind of interested and thought it was neat. But you know, kids, they were more interested in playing with the stamps that we had for the little the little. Um, creativity activity we had going on there so that that was fun yeah we had uh create your own car tag so that was that was fun for the kids but uh, today we're going to talk about some useful tips to improve your gas mileage and i'll go first we'll go back and forth uh one of them is uh to take it easy on the pedal the gas pedal and the brake pedal because the faster you accelerate the greater the drag that your car will have to work against and the same is true was coming to a stop uh the harder you slam on that brake the the more gas you're going to use so one suggestion was to imagine that there's an egg between your foot and the gas pedal to remind yourself to accelerate slowly and gently and in braking um you know maybe coast for a little bit before you have to to brake What's one you've got, Allison? Well, I I like that one because uh, I recommend people brake smoothly. And so that kind of factors in with what it's saying there, which is accelerate smoothly, brake smoothly, too. And you're going to save on some uh, on your gas mileage. Um, And I'll share a link to this, too, later today so people can see some more. Some of the tips on here I, I are a little bit hard to do but something i recommend i didn't see listed on there was making sure your car is tuned up well and it's and it did say air filter on there and that's important because it'll it'll make your engine have to work harder to do its job which means it's dumping more fuel into your car if it's not tuned up well if your spark plugs are starting to lose their gap and it's and it's not getting the spark that it wants to it's going to dump more fuel in there and if it thinks it's not getting enough air and it may not be because the air filters clogged up it's going to dump more fuel into your car and it that affects your gas mileage greatly so a tune-up is one thing that i recommend to help with that fantastic let's do a couple more then we'll go to uh, uh the phones um one is uh, to make sure you put in your vehicle's recommended fuel type. If you're supposed to put in regular f- fuel, put in regular fuel. And if you're supposed to put in premium fuel, do that. And your owner's manual should tell you about that. Yeah, it's most cars are, are set to run on 87 octane, like the, like 
almost all cars on the road and putting in the extra fancy fuel is not going to really make a significant difference. You might actually get slightly better fuel economy, but it costs way more. So you're you're not saving money on fuel and uh, in, in having a more fuel efficient car. And it's it's so it's a waste of money on that. All right. So what's what's uh, you, you tell me another good uh, way to improve your gas mileage. Another one is, and I've mentioned it before on the show, the throttle intake clean that that I recommend on cars as part of regular maintenance, but it also improves your gas mileage, and it actually gives you some power in the process. So basically, all the air that comes into your car that gets the air filter dirty, it gets dirty through all those pipes and ways into your engine, just like your ceiling fans do at home on your ceiling, and we all know how nasty those get, or just a regular fan. So the inside of your car gets engine gets dirty like that too and it kind of it affects how your car runs so your car starts thinking it's not getting as much air and it starts dumping more fuel in so you can use a throttle intake cleaner just follow the instructions it's really easy anyone can do it and it will you it, it's a noticeable difference you will notice a difference right away the first time you drive it after that it's going to have a little more power it's going to idle smoother and you're going to get better gas mileage so that's a one big one that i really really like all right we hope you are enjoying autocorrect and if you have a question you'd like some advice about your car we'd love for you to give us a call this morning our number is 1-877 MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You could also send us an email auto at mpbonline.org. We do have a call. Let's go to Ray, who's called in from Fort Worth. And uh, what's your question or comment today, Ray? Good morning. I've got a uh, 2004 F-150 with the uh, 4.5 liter Triton in it. Had a misfire a while back, which I guess a lot of them do. I changed the coil pack on number six and took care of it for about a year and a half, and it started doing it again. So yesterday I changed all the coil packs, and now that wrench engine engine light is on, and I'm in limp mode. Oh, dear. Is, isn't is that the three-valve one that has the spark plug problem? That's uh, It's hard to get the spark plugs replaced on that vehicle? That's it. They break. Right. You need someone experienced in doing that to, to work further on your truck. So find someone who's really comfortable with the with the Triton, that that particular engine. So what it is for their people that don't know, their Ford made an engine and they used this uh, weird spark plug in there. And when you go to change the spark plugs, they break off in there. And the only fix for that is to replace the head. So it's crazy. It's really expensive. And um, they, they do have a tool set from Snap-on that, that goes on to that you use to get those spark plugs out specifically for that engine. And uh, so that's that may be what's going on with your truck is that the spark plugs are worn out because a lot of people don't replace them because it's just because it's so different than other cars and because it's the potential to mess them up is really high. So I recommend you finding a shop that deals 
or is very comfortable with and has that toolkit to do those spark plugs on that engine because it's it's it may be what it is there's some other things on those engines that act up the uh, can shaft phasers on there um so those tend to act up these are different things that can cause misfires and it put it in limp mode so that, that's kind of the direction i would go in for you is finding someone comfortable with working on that particular engine Okay, perfect. Thanks, Ray. We appreciate you calling in today. Thank you. We're talking about ways to help you save money with your fuel economy. I know it's kind of gone out of fashion to buy a, 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 a fuel-conserving cons- car, so maybe these are some things that you could use on your SUV or your truck just to help you save a couple of dollars uh, at the pump. One Another one thing is to watch the weight. I've finally broken the husband of traveling around with the golf golf clubs in the trunk of the car. He likes the idea of being spur of the moment and having his golf clubs ready whenever he could go to the 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 driving range. But he'd always have to come home anyway and change into shorts. So we've convinced him to keep the golf clubs at home and out of the trunk so that you're not driving around with uh, that extra weight in the back because we're not a cargo van and anything you can do to lighten up the weight of your car will also help your gas mileage. Yeah, that's very true because in racing cars, every pounds that you can get off the car i mean it, it people get crazy and fanatical over removing five pound parts so you'd be surprised how much even a little bit of weight affects your car's ability to do what it needs to do it's going to work harder even with a little bit of extra weight so it's it's a big big difference and it does it does help a lot just cleaning it out and keeping it clutter free keeping the trunk cleaned out is, is really good for your car Okay, uh, Allison, you give us one more before the break. What's another good tip to improve your gas mileage? This is one that I like that's in the list. and that so you know a lot of people live in cities these days where they're not going over 60 miles per hour as far as when they're driving around in town and everyone's blasting their ac but when you're going at those slower speeds it is more fuel efficient to just roll your window down because you're not getting a lot of drag from driving on the interstate now when you're on the interstate it is more fuel efficient to have your ac on than all the drag you would get from the windows open but in town when you're going at slower speeds you don't have much wind drag it's it is better to put the windows down but you don't see people doing that very much and i think a lot of people have the perception that they're saving money by running the ac and keeping the windows up but but in town it's the reverse of that and so i really like that and that's something that I've, I've done for a long time, and it, it does help on your fuel economy a lot because ACs generally use a lot of engine power to run. They run off your engine. They're, they're turned by the engine, and it takes a lot of power to do that. All right. We're going to continue our discussion of tips to get you more miles per gallon when we come back from our break. But if you have a problem with your vehicle, give us a call. 
1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You could also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Now, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, find our podcast. You can uh, find it on your podcasting platform or you can listen on uh, our website, autocorrect.com mpbonline.org and we've got another uh, weekend trip planned and we like to listen to podcasts while we're driving across the country. So here are some recalls for the week. The 2016-27 Land Range Rover Range Rover Sport the driver's seat belt emergency locking retractor may not lock to the correct G-force level as designed. The 2019 Subaru Crosstrack, the driver's side rear door window apparently can shatter, <laughs> so that needs to be replaced. The 2018 Karma Rivero. I've never heard of that one. It has an upper intrusion bar in the door that may be split. We'll have to learn about that car sometime. You can find out if your car has a past that's recall. A, that car is what, uh, Allison? That, that's a, the electric Karma Fisker was the first car that they came out with that. Leonardo DiCaprio actually uh, put some money into those cars. So it's like a Tesla. So oh, that's, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. We'll have to 
get the de- the Jackson dealership online. Although I was in Pearl last night, and there is a there used to be a Tesla dealership there, and I drove by it to see if we could invite them to come onto the show. But there was a sign in the window that says all Tesla sales are are online. So we missed our oh, chance. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, that would have been neat. Yeah, oh, well, you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website. NHTSA.gov slash recalls and inputting your VIN number. Today, Allison and I are talking about getting the most miles per gallon of gas when you drive, but we're only doing this when you're not calling in. Our number is 1 877 MPB ring 1 672 7464, but we do have a couple of calls coming in. First, let's go to Bill at In the Delta. Uh, Bill, what's your question or comment for the show? I've got a uh, 2010-150 pickup, and it uh, the AC cools a little bit, but not a lot. And I've noticed a little bit of water seeping over on the passenger side. I wonder if I have a wheat pole stopped up and how to go about clearing that. Okay. Well, it's so that everyone knows it's normal for that little weep, that that dripping that comes from your passenger side of your car. Most of them are on the passenger side, and that's just from the evaporator, the condensation that gets on the coils of it, and it just comes out the bottom of your car when your AC is running. So that's normal. But as far as dripping on the floorboard inside the cab. On the passenger oh, it's side. inside the cab. When only yep. when the AC is on. Yes. Then that little seat pole is probably just stopped up. Um, you might have someone use an air compressor and blow it out, and you. It might not be easy to get to from the inside of the car. You might could stick something in there up under your car and see if that clears it. That's probably what I would do. Not not blow it out with the air compressor, but stick something in there like a pipe cleaner right. and see if you can clean it out from up under the car. Great. But Enjoy as far the as the, Oh, thank you. As far as the AC goes with it not blowing efficiently, you could have a restriction somewhere in there that could be related to it uh, not acting right on that, the, the weeping into the car. But you may have a restriction somewhere in there, and it's not able to flow like it should. And, and that's something that happens in AC systems. They'll get clogs in there. Right. Um, but what I would recommend to make sure you get it charged back correctly is take it to a shop that does AC repairs all the time. So they'll be comfortable to know, to check, to make sure you don't have a blockage. Because if you just go in there and recharge it with something from the store, you can blow your system and put too much, put it under too much pressure. And, and it ends up being like a, just a, a clog in a line that could have been blown out on your high side or your low side, you know, something like that. So I recommend a situation like that when it's just a little bit cooler or warmer than it should be. It's sometimes it's a restriction and then go have them because they'll put it on the AC gauges and they'll be able to check the pressures on it and see what's actually going on in your system. All right. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, We have another call. We're going to go to Governor, who's calling in from Yapora. Thanks for calling the show. You're on autocorrect. Go ahead. Good morning. 
I, Good morning. I have a two, I have a 2006 Isuzu pickup, and uh. it cuts shuts off. It like lose all power just going down the road. Just shuts down, and by the time I call someone to come and maybe tow it, it sits a few minutes, and it starts right up, and uh, it may run for two or three weeks, uh, sometimes even a month, and it does it again. So. I'd like to know if you have any idea of possibly what might be going on with it. I really don't without looking to it further, but I'm going to throw something out there. Um, that fuel pumps taper off like that when they start going out, and it's, they'll act like that. Like it'll turn your car off, then you sit for a minute, and it'll crank back up, and it'll run for a while. And then it cuts off again, but eventually what happens is it cuts off, and it doesn't cut back on. And uh, so when your car turns off like that, the, f- the first thing you need to check, it should have a Schrader valve on top of the engine. And Schrader valves just like the, the tire uh, where you put in air in your tire. The way that valve works is you push it in. Well, you should be able to check your to see if you've got fuel on top of your engine somewhere in your fuel line. Um, all of them have a, a, a way to check it and see if you've got fuel on top of your engine that's a quick way to know whether it's your fuel pump that's actually tapering off and acting up and, okay. and that's why it's not cranking would, when would it's it, happening would, would you actually could you actually smell smell fuel uh occasionally you know sometimes it seems like i can smell gasoline you know within that window period when it does that just a very mild odor of Really? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm wondering if you, you, you I would look on your engine on, and check your fuel system out because if you're, you're smelling okay. fuel too, you could have something else going on like it's a leak or something like that. So I would look on your, find your fuel lines on your car if you're comfortable with, with looking for that and check that system out on there okay so maybe it's something related to that and that and i'm kind of you know throwing a dart in the dark there i'm not real sure without checking it myself what's going on but i've had that problem with other cars so okay all right maybe that helped a bit thank you Thank you for calling in. Uh, If uh, listeners, if you have a question and you'd like to call in to get uh, steered in the right direction on a problem with your car, we'd love for you to call us 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Before we get to this email from Deborah in Mobile, I'm going to read another tip to improve your gas mileage avoid prolonged idling your engine consumes half a gallon to a gallon of fuel every hour don't rev your engine while starting in the morning let it run for 20 seconds and you're good to go and deborah's email says hi i use my car as an office since i'm a road warrior and i idle for hours at a time is that very harmful for a car i have a 2017 toyota corolla 
Allison? Oh, good question. Um, that's a really good question. It probably is building up some extra carb from just sitting there idling like that for a long, long, long time. Your engine's not actually made to run that way. It's made to drive down the road. So it's she's probably is getting some carb buildup that she wouldn't normally get. And that intake cleaner that I recommend helps with that. But um, it's hot. She's probably, I'm assuming she's running her engine and keeping it running to keep her AC running. And and if not, then she'd probably be a lot better if she went ahead and turned it off and turned it back on when she's she needs to drive so that's that's what i recommend but if you if you're having to have it run for with your ac on it's it's not going to do just tremendous amount of damage it's just really it's going to do a car build up it's going to eventually it'll just run a little bit rougher and uh, probably drop your gas mileage a little bit so i you know i recommend doing that intake clean if for some reason you have to idle it for long periods of times something also that could kind of help her out when she does get on the interstate she needs to go ahead and go fast a few times and and get the rpms up high it helps blow out carb and that might help her out to to do that little bit every now and again just drive it kind of fast and that that'll help a little bit with that well while we were discussing that every line just filled up so we're going to take a break our number (laughs) is 1-877-MPB-RING that's 1-877-672-7464 if you can't get through it's because the lines are full but just wait till you hear a call go off and then you can call back in What's an unreliable car not to buy? We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is Ophira Eisenberg, host of NPR's Ask Me Another. Do you have an extra car that you wash more than most people go to the dentist? Well, save some time and some water and donate it to us. Think about it. Rather than it sitting there taking up space, your extra car could be making public radio. And when you donate it here, you may also qualify for a tax deduction. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert, and I'm Liz Gill. But we hope you'll download our app for your smartphone. It's not mine. It's also Java and Jay's and Kevin's. It's the MPB Public Media app where you can listen to MPB uh, Think Radio shows. You can listen to music radio. You can also watch some of our uh, TV programs from Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Consumer Reports has a list of 108 2007 to 2016 models that have a record of much worse than overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual survey. Today, we're going to caution you about the 2018, 2019, 2010, 2011, the 2013, 14, and 17 GMC Acadia. And its overall worst problem category is transmission problems. So pretty please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car suggests consumer reports. 
CarComplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists. But if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is an automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. And he's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for over 25 years. And his review this week is on the 2019 Buick Envision and the Jeep Cherokee. Today we're taking your calls and talking about fuel economy. Let's go to John in Laurel. John, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect. What's going on with your 2014 Ford F-150? Uh, thank you for taking my call. I have, it, it only gets driven on the weekends, and when I pull my trailer in the tow haul mode, it doesn't want to really shift out very well in fourth gear. But you can take it out of the tow haul mode, and it'll shift fine. Any suggestions? Well, it's it's probably what why it's not shifting out is uh, to keep your transmission cooler and put it in a gear that it can work more efficiently, and maybe it overheats a little bit when it gets into that overdrive. As far as when you're pulling, so you may not want to do that. Uh, you you might want to just let it stay in the gear that it's in. Uh, that it's setting it at um, and that the car is set up for. So that's that's what I think. I'm not real sure. I don't know a whole, whole, whole bunch about towing things and in that situation, but I would assume that may be why it's doing that because uh, when you tow stuff, it increases the heat in your transmission by a whole, whole lot. So it tries to keep the temperature down. Something that you might want to consider, uh, I kind of wish they had this on all cars, is a trans and an, an external transmission cooler in addition to the one that runs through the radiator for automatic transmissions um it just especially when you tow it helps a lot so that's something you might want to consider is putting one in line in your transmission line that'll help keep it cooler and you might feel more comfortable putting it in overdrive if you know that it's got better cooling capacity so that's just something to think about so it may it may be something the way it's supposed to run but i'm not 100 percent sure on that one okay i thank you thank you john for calling in we appreciate it let's go next to uh, derek derek thanks for calling in to autocorrect what's your question or comment Thank you for taking my call. I have a question concerning my uh, Dodge pickup. I put Freon in it, and it works for probably by a day or two. And then it stopped, the air conditioner stopped blowing cold, and I could put some more back in it. And I and I put some uh, some stop leak up in there. And it seems like nothing works. It is always burns back out again. So what could be the problem with that? More than likely, you, you have a, a pretty big leak somewhere, and usually it's in a connection or it's in the fittings. You know how you have, and, and since you've been charging it, you know the difference between your low side and your high side. Those straighter valves tend to leak. What you need to put is leak detector in it and find the leak. And okay. if you're lucky, it's somewhere easy to <clears throat> excuse me, it's somewhere easy to see. Uh, it's possible it could be in the dash where the evaporator coil is, um, and hopefully it's not there and you see it somewhere else and it's a quick and easy fix to get that that leak fix check your feeding where it attaches to the compressor check where it goes into the condenser check your condenser so put a leak detector i don't ever recommend putting stop leak in anything ever okay Uh, so hopefully that didn't clog it up somewhere but uh you need to put the leak detector in it um and and 
and if you've you've probably spent a lot of money putting the chargers in it, those things are, are a little bit expensive to charge your own air in your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you 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 could have saved time probably by going to a shop and having them put it on the gauges and fight because they would have found the leak with the vacuum when they vacuum out the system. Just okay. the little bit of moisture that you're getting into the system from charging it, it's not good either. It'll eventually cause your compressor to go bad. So at this point, you probably want to go ahead and take it to an AC shop and have it mm-hmm. vacuumed out appropriately and then the pressure's checked and it'll let them know where uh, that there is a leak and that that's what's actually going on and then they can find where it's at. So that may, you may want to consider that strongly and, and, and do that. In this situation, that's what I would do. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Derek. We appreciate you calling in today. Uh, if anybody wants to call in and help get steered in the correct direction about your car problems, we would love for you to give us a call. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're now going to go to John in Magnolia. John, thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect today. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, I have a 2008 Dodge Dakota. And uh, I've been having problems out of the signal light, and I had it changed by a mechanic. It, it's like it's got a mind of its own. When you turn it on, you turn it off, it won't go off. It'll blink three or four more times, then go off. That confused the drivers behind you. And then sometimes you turn one side on, the other side will come on. And it's like, wow, you know. And so I had a mechanic to change it out. And I thought, okay, it's fine. I, I went down the road. It seemed to be fine. Then later on that day, blick, blick, same thing. So I'm figuring manufacturer switch in the in the vehicles new. And if you buy one, it's still in the defect of the switches. You reckon? Well, I I hate to say this, but Chrysler products, Dodge products, and that includes Jeep. Uh, they're all made by the same people they tend to have what I call gremlins I've just gotten to where I just call it gremlins and they have electrical problems that are just hard to fix um, because the, the, just the initial build quality is just not, not very good but since it's a 2008 it, it, it went a long time without having that problem so I would recommend probably getting a brand new um the the multi-switch that that your signal is on which it's probably been replaced but i have to wonder if it was replaced with the brand new dodge oem part and that may be what it takes to get it right the other thing that could be acting up is the uh the, the actual flashers themselves possibly they're like little units that um, they, the little element in it gets hot and it pops, and that's what makes it flash. But mm-hmm. with the way it's sounding, I would guess that it's in that switch, and, and so I'm, I'm assuming that's what they replaced last time. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that switch itself, the one you pull down for the left side the blank, push it up right side the blank, the switch inside the steering wheel there. They took, took the yep. steering wheel apart and got in there and took it out, put a new one in there. 
and the same did thing they put goes a brand on. new one do you know if they put a brand new one from dodge in there that's what i would want to know well it wasn't from the dodge place but it was down i think it was uh uh one of the cock quest places or something like that uh okay one of the auto places that sell you know parts and stuff okay like a uh, new a new part from an auto parts store might have to go with yeah. the Dodge OEM sometimes uh, some some products and and this goes from all manufacturers but it's really especially true for uh, American cars and Dodge especially it's like you have to get the OEM product you have to get the brand you have to get the one that the car came with or it's like it doesn't want to work right so you may have to go back to them let them know that it's not working right and tell them you want an oem product you want the dodge it's going to cost more i don't know how much more it'll cost but um Uh but that may be what you have to do in this situation okay thank you ma'am all right thanks john allison uh two things remind us what oem stands for original equipment manufacturer and talk about the importance of if you go to get your car repaired and they don't do it right what's the 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 benefit the trade-off from going back there or just you know saying they can't do anything right and taking it somewhere else the benefit of going back to the shop that you did it at is they they get to learn that this didn't work and they don't keep making that same mistake for one thing and if it's a good shop they're they're okay with saying we messed up this didn't work let's fix it and get it right and not charge you more for that and eat the labor on the cost of replacement or something and work out something with you and the thing is they already know what they've done they can send it to the same mechanic that knows what he did so you send it to someone new they're starting from scratch again and it could it could send them in the wrong direction on trying to repair your vehicle i had it happen when i worked at the dealership in the service department we'd have someone actually it still happens to me someone will work on a car uh, they didn't do it right. The customer sends it to me, or they bring it to me, and they don't tell me the whole story. They just tell me this is what's going on, and I'm starting from scratch, and I, I needed to know that information of what was actually initially wrong. And, and it ends up being a, a, like a drawn-out process when it could have been a lot faster. Um, and, and so it's good to have a good shop that, that you've got a relationship with to deal with when you have a problem like that instead of switching up shops all the time and, and when you have a problem. So, yeah, it, it's, it's really good to bring it back to, to whoever initially worked on it. All right. Let's take Jerry's call before the break. Jerry from North Mississippi, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. You're on the air. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, I have a 2006 Hyundai Tucson. It's got about 168,000 miles on it. And when I'm in traffic, it's real consistent. And sort of everybody's running along at 60 to 65. Every now and then it feels like the transmission wants to slip in and out. Uh Uh-oh. Only when it's at 60 to 65, and and it's not all, it doesn't seem to be all the time, but then then again, I'm not at that speed all the time either. But it's when I'm at that speed and trying to maintain that speed. 
Okay. Uh, you may have your your transmission may just actually start to be slipping. The um the only fix you can do that is to rebuild it. You can see if it's got a transmission code, and if you're lucky, it's just a solenoid, which you still have to get into the transmission to fix, but it wouldn't need a full rebuild. The transmission codes don't particularly set off a check engine light, but it will run funny. It'll act funny. And uh, so... Uh, Any other time, I mean, it runs fine. It just occasionally at, at that speed, and only when I'm trying to hold it constant. And it's not yeah, like it's it, real, it, real dramatic. Okay. It's just a, a little, you know, you can feel something, you know? Yeah, I don't know. like it revs up, but it's not going anywhere, or it's, uh, it's no, just starts. It doesn't rev up. It's just a, a kind of a, a small jerk, you know? I oh, really? I don't know yeah. And okay. That's the only time it happens. And are, so, well, that's something I'd want to look into further just to make sure that is the transmission. So you might want to take it to a good shop on that. Uh, if you had the car that long and it's and it's done that well, then it maybe it's something minor. If hopefully, but without looking at that further, I'm I'm not really sure that I I could eliminate the the engine uh, and having some sort of an engine problem. So um, yeah, I'd like that's the kind of thing I'd like to have it at a good shop and they can put it on the computer and drive it down the road at that speed and kind of look. They can actually see what's going on with the engine as they're driving it, and when it happens, they can see the values and see if it's something else like maybe your throttle position sensor is blipping at higher speed and it's causing it to act funny and jerk or you know so it can be something weird like that going on so without further diagnosis i wouldn't really to be able to tell you for sure but if you feel like it's the transmission take it to a transmission shop to uh to track that down further to a good transmission shop that's what i recommend all right thank you jerry for calling in uh one last tip before the break uh to a tip to improve your gas mileage is reduce drag roof racks bike racks storage accessories on your car add weight and they increase aerodynamic drag they aren't for everyday use um we're gonna we're talking about how to get more miles per gallon between your phone calls when we come back from the break we're also taking your repair questions give us a call 1-877-MPB-RING that's 1-877-672-7464 you can send us an email auto at mpbonline.org well we'll see if we can get to some news today hang on a minute and we'll tell you this is mpb think radio Listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
Welcome back to AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at mpbonline.org slash autocorrect. And we kind of have two website names for the same thing. You could also go to autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Here's what's new in the news this week. Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee returns to Netflix July 19th. Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, the show which he picks up a comedian and takes them to coffee in a sometimes perfect, sometimes combustible, usually framed around his interpretation of their personality car, will return with new episodes to its relatively new home at Netflix next month. I'm Liz. Oh, no, it's already owned. It's already owned. Do you I've like that? It. I love that show. It is. I love Okay. Yeah, Java's, Java's in there. He's nodding, too. Yeah, it's it's interesting, yeah. not only just for the comedians, but to 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 see what kind of car he brings, because he borrows yeah, or buys or gets sure. some car. Yeah, he talks about the cars a little bit, and then you get to get to know these comedians better. So it's just it's really fantastic. It's very, very funny and uh, just a really, really good show. So I love it. I highly recommend it. Yeah. I'm Liz Gill, and you just heard the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. This morning we've been talking about some tips for getting uh, better gas mileage to help you save money. Allison, we had a special request from a caller who couldn't stay on. Folks cannot get enough of your throttle body intake cleaner thing thing why don't you say it exactly what it is and what it can do and i'll also make sure it's on the website great um so it's made by a company called crc when you go into your auto parts store ask them for the throttle body cleaner you're going to get the one that's made from CRC, and it's called an intake cleaner on the on the front of it, and it says GDI cleaner also. That's the best one. It's in a gray can, and I'll just go ahead and post a picture of it after I get um, off the show today on my I'll, – I'll post it on Instagram and my Facebook page for the Lady Autumn Canic if, if anyone wants to see a visual on there. And um, so it's just – it's really good for your car, and I really recommend everyone do it once a year on all their vehicles now allison let's come clean how much money is uh, crc giving you to uh, suggest this product let's let's just say they need to and let's <laughs> let but but you, that, you know you you don't sell it you don't get a kickback from it uh this is just a product that you personally like I, I absolutely love it and been using it for years. But no, I do not get any perks from them. <laughs> All right. All right. We're talking about tips to help you improve your uh, gas mileage. Uh, another one and a very, very easy one. Inflate those car tires to the correct pressure. Flatter tires have more contact with the road and take more fuel to propel. Also watch the tread pattern on your tires. You can even cheat a little bit and over-air them slightly, but don't tell anyone I told you that. But you can cheat just a little bit. Now, not a whole lot because you wear your tires funny, 
but uh, rotate them on time and, and put in a couple extra PSI. You get a little better gas mileage than than uh, the recommended PSI. So just a little tip there. All right, let's go to Willie in Jackson. Willie, thanks for calling in today to tell us about your Xfinity. Uh, Infinity. Xfinity is the cable people. Infinity is the car. <laughs> go ahead, Willie. Okay, I have a, a 2012 uh, Infinity QH56, and I've had it a couple of years. I'll put about 12,000 miles on it, and it's virtually no problem. You know, get it changed and everything, you know, tune up, all that. But every four thousand miles or so my check engine light will come on and I've taken it to uh, mechanics and and uh, muffler people and they've checked it and they just say something about it says exhaust left bank and they say don't worry about it and so I go in and turn it off erase it and about another four thousand miles it'll pop up again so I periodically I just do this I was just wondering is this something I need to go get fixed because they say they can fix it but it only costs like nine hundred dollars so Something about the exhaust. Um, yeah, that's something you may want to fix. And for everyone listening, the the thing is, when you have a code, say it's it's saying the exhaust is, it's saying it's inefficient. Right. Uh, prop is what it's saying, right? And right. it it's mean it's not cleaning out the air efficiently. I mean the the gas fumes that come out of the car. It's not cleaning it efficiently. So right. the engine. Will it can be leaning out your engine, or it can be richening your engine, depending on what the code actually is, uh-huh. and will make it run bad, not noticeably, but over time, over a long period of time, it can it can cause a problem. So I don't recommend driving with the light on. I don't really like that they they said don't worry about. It. I always like to get the check engine light fixed for whatever it is because it it does cause your car to run different it's going to make it uh not run efficiently um okay. even if, you know something that has to do with the exhaust so right. i would recommend go ahead and get it fixed did they tell you what part it was that you yeah you would have to a, a left a bank some bank front bank a left bank uh yeah. okay the and oxygen I, sensor i have 116,000 miles on it now so Okay. Well, yeah, there's because your car that that's the the big uh, SUV, right? Or whatever you want to call it. It's like a big suburban, but it's an Infinity. Well, uh, Allison, we are we're running running out of time. I I think you just need to 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 wrap up uh, what your suggestion for him is. Get it fixed. <laughs> That's the base. Go ahead, and, go ahead and replace the part they recommend. All right. We have had a really good show today with these uh, gas mileage, Allison. We should, uh, we'll just, we've got a bunch we didn't get to. We'll do that again in July. How about that? So that's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our call screener today has been Jay White and our board engineer, Java. Java the man, Java the kitten rescuer, Chapman. (laughs) So for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as The Lady Auto Mechanic or Mick as she is on Twitter. I'm Liz Gill. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy show, Kids and Teens, with Dr. Morgan McLeod. Join us again next Thursday at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 